August 29, 2020. It's a lot for Pedro show.
Saturday, last Saturday for August. I was wrong last Saturday. So it was the last. You know, you can hear some ambient sounds here. My guess. You know, Brother Matt's at the Love Grotto, a couple of miles south here in the Pleasure Point, Pedro. Quite in quarantino mode, but I'm not totally man alone because of those engineers in Estonia with their incredible Skype software. I got Freddie and Phil with me. Uh, Phil, you're in Santa Ana, right? Hey, uh, Anaheim. Anaheim, sorry, right. Down the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, but it, there's a big difference, and I, I don't. Mean there that. is. Yeah, it's like saying <laughs> Pedro and Wimas, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, neighbors, Anaheim, and then Freddie, he's on a child truck. Yeah, uh, I'm actually on my way to South Carolina. Oh shit! I thought you were going downtown. Yeah. So you're going back no. east, okay? So you're on the yeah. Inter- I'm, del- I'm, pro- a, I'm delivering a food truck to South Carolina. You're probably on the interstate then, I-10. Yeah, I'm about to get on right now. Yeah, right. Nice. Okay, so that's a hell ride. Be careful, okay? There's some heavy weather. Anyway, I know. Uh, why, why you're on the show? Well, I should tell people we started the show off of John Coltrane when he was playing with Thelonious Monk, nine months. Nice. Uh, Blue Monk Live. This was at Carnegie Hall. Uh, Thelonious Monk with John Coltrane in the band. And then we had the Hodge doing Cypress Sun, which is... Uh, Freddie and Phil's band. Uh, who, who wants to go first? I want to talk about you guys' musical uh, journey. I'm down to go first while I have some good signal right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go Freddie. For it. Freddie, what's your earliest musical memory? My earliest musical memory is uh, my grandfather playing piano to us when we were children. And this is in the he pad? Would, this was in the pad in Cyprus, where, we, where we're from. Okay. And so, like, but not in, Cyprus, California. Yeah, Cyprus, right. the island. The island, right. 
in the Mediterranean ocean, uh, sea. Correct. Almost said ocean. Sea, yeah. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, people watching idiot slow learner. But uh, remember on the Watt for Pedro show, there's no hard questions and there's no wrong answers. Okay? Correct. So, but but you, there's a piano in the pad that you guys grew up and your grandpa would play to you. Yeah, he yep. would all all day. I would fall asleep to him playing piano after we would come back from the beach or after after lunch, like when we'd take a nap. And it was just nonstop. He would always just play it. Even when he got his Alzheimer's, he would just still go for the piano. And that's all that kept him going at the end of his years. See what a bitching thing music is. Yeah, it's amazing. Right? Yeah, we can't take it for granted. Well, what about you, Freddie? Did you want to get on that piano and start playing? Was it brought up that you should take lessons or shit like that? Yeah, we did the usual. You gotta take lessons, and you know we had to do it. So that that was standard in our in our in our family. So both of us did the whole piano classes. So, so I've had a lot of people on the show, and some of it it almost made them hate music and terrible. What was your experience with learning piano? Uh, you know, I had a really good teacher at first and it was fine. Eventually I got a really, after a few years, when we moved to a different country, Saudi Arabia, I got a, a really strict Chinese teacher. And to me, that was, that was too, too much too being strict on the, on the, the music lessons. I couldn't handle it. Neither could Phil. We actually failed our piano classes. <laughs> I'm going to let Phil give his own version later on. <laughs> it sounds like he's totally into what you're saying, though, it sounds like a, a Greek chorus, like they used to say. <laughs> so, so what about was there other instruments in the pad? Yeah, uh, our grandpa played accordion, and then our father, he was from he's from Lebanon, and he never really got to play music, but he knew we were musical, so he lived through the music through us and bought us a guitar and our first piano, our first electric keyboard, our first drum set. So it was fully supported from our family. Oh, bitching. Well, what about at school? Did you did you learn it? Were you in the choir or the marching band? I don't know what they had in Cyprus that way. Uh, uh, I I I did have all music through uh, elementary and high school. Uh, I did clarinet and choir and all that stuff. Whoa! Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, this was in a different country as well. Yeah, but still, the schools provided music stuff. That's that's interesting yeah. because you know nowadays a lot of schools here are cutting back on their programs. That's the I worst thing we can do. Yeah, it's yeah, fucked it's, up. It's sad. It's so, what, Freddie? Let me ask you: What was the first record you bought with your own money? Uh, uh you mean vinyl? Well, or, whatever. Uh, I'm not concerned with the media. I'm just uh, concerned with your own money. What did you like buy? Uh, I the first CD I remember buying with my own money was "Steal This Album" by System of a Down. Okay, okay. And what was the first gig you saw? The first gig I saw that I, I can recall. Was UB40 in, in Dubai? <laughs> right. But uh, the bass player ran that band. They kind of dub, right? Reggae. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, like kind of police reggae, right? It's not guys from Jamaica. Yeah. yeah. European style. Right, right. right. No, I, I, yeah, yeah, you're English. <laughs> yeah. That put it, you know, music is music, so I'm not trying to. Uh, okay. What about when you're not in school? The, the garage band, the, the basement band, the, the, the bedroom band. Did you do some stuff like that? Probably with Phil, huh? Yep. Yeah, it was always with my brother. We, we've always been in bands together. And uh, we started our, our, you know, our band thing in Saudi Arabia when we were kids. So what did you guys do? Did you uh, copy songs off records or did you start writing your own material right away? 
you know, we started with the, the regular covers like Nirvana, some Metallica. Uh, you know, we used to jam with uh, Arabs, like people from Saudi, and they, they love uh, metal and rock there. So that was a thing we kind of started. And then we quickly started writing our own songs, you know, just basic, you know, two chord songs. Rock, yeah, and Phil started writing his own songs on piano at an early age as well. Yeah, I was going to ask you, in this band, did this band have a name yet? Uh, officially, our first band was Klepto. Klepto. And uh, what, what yeah. did you play in Klepto, Freddie? I played bass in Klepto. Okay. Okay. And what, and what was Phil was on piano? Uh, drums, actually. Drums. drums. Okay. Yeah. Betcha. So like yeah. a drum and bass thing, f for real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah, and, and so, you, yeah, like me and D. Boone, you start copying off records, but you guys started... Developing? Did you guys? Did Klepto ever do a gig? Oh yeah, Klepto's been is the reason why we're in music for the rest of our lives. We uh, we we started in Saudi. We moved to Canada at the same time. We kept the band going. We moved into a van in 2000 and, and made it to California, and we ended up here. And uh, we've toured Europe twice with Klepto. And uh, yeah, but I want to go uh, back to the beginning. What was the first Klepto gig? Oh, it was oh, at our yeah. high school high school uh, talent show talent in show. Saudi Arabia. <laughs> And what was That's it like, good. man? What was it like? It was it was funny. We we wore jumpsuits like the janitor jumpsuits, and uh, we 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 wrote a song called "Cock and Balls," and that was the, one of our first, and sheep song. That was the for the two songs we wrote. And did it go over good? We they got in trouble. It. We got in trouble for saying "cock and balls," but did actually, you? I changed the words. Didn't I? I don't remember. It don't was they, they told us we can't sing "cock and balls." I think I changed it to "tennis balls." No. But, it, it, but it was play with my tennis balls. But, so it, it's kind of the same thing. But you, <laughs> but you, you were using English. Yeah, it was, yeah, we went to an Amer American school in Saudi. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So they're not speaking yeah. Arabic. Okay, okay. Yeah. So they know what the cock and balls is here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, I want to play uh, New Damascus here, okay? to call home I know you feel alone I know I've been there before Live Live now free Live Be a brother. 
That's not what she said. That's what I said. The ants were everywhere. In one conversation, a person speaks. The other pretends to listen. Takes place in an elevator with the velvet pillow. The ants take over City Hall. They circle the exits, fill sinks, crawl into politicians' ear canals. One by one, people stop talking and listening. The ants inch along the cool tiles into the dome hole. Like a specter, rock 
Pivo Show. That was New Damascus from the Hodge. After that, uh, brand new from Model Home, uh, uh, kind of a collab with His Name is Alive, Chords Dub. And then we had a few, uh, got brand new, I think it comes out in a couple days, uh, The Very Ears of Morning. After that, Mr. Tom with Tobacco, uh, new album, Hot, Wet, and Sassy, coming out in Halloween, Hungry Eyes, uh, Machine Wen. She's from the old days here in SoCal, but uh, up in the Bay Area with Dome. The Dome. Guy by Voices, Ego Central High. Everybody knows about that school. The Ophelia's brand new Lunar Rover, the quarantine version. Uh, Bad Kids to the Front. That's Deerhoof with Wadaleo Smith live. And finally, Kloonker with uh, XIX19. I guess this is a project you guys got with Rick Agnew. Yeah, Clunker. Oh, it's Clunk. Okay. Clunker. It's spelled. XIX is song. Yeah, XIX. Okay. See, sometimes just the spelling don't get it over. You got to hear it from the dudes. <laughs> okay, Clunker, people, not Clunker. Clunker. Uh, 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 Clunker's like another car. word. For, yeah, like a piso, right? <laughs> Same kind of thing. Okay, uh, it's your turn, Phil. What's your earliest musical recollection? I know Freddie gave away a lot of the shit because you guys are brothers, but I want your version. Yeah, we're pretty. Yeah, we're pretty close. My actual earliest musical. I mean, that's that's pretty close to the piano thing. I actually haven't thought about that being the first thing, but um, actually, the first first thing I remember in mu- musically was actually going to church, like Greek Orthodox church. Yeah. Uh, my my parents, used to, you know, then there's a lot of singing in Greek Orthodox church, sure, so like sure. every holiday. Sundays, close. Our, our, the the most memorable one that sticks out is like a um, like Easter. You know when the resurrection happens, there's a midnight thing and a lot of singing and candles. That's that's what I remember first as music in my ears. You know, believe it or not, a lot of the old rock and roll came out of church singing. Yeah, I, yeah. I believe that. R and B too. R and B, yeah, and soul, all that stuff. So it ain't that far away. So no. yeah. now uh, you got You had to do the piano lessons too. Did you guys uh, have the same teacher? Yes. We did have the same teacher. Yeah, yeah. And was it the same experience? <laughs> First teacher good, second teacher uh, bad. Um, it was it was a little different for me. I kind of like felt it a little more to the piano. So I kind of you know I I got more creative with it. So I, I kind of went with it. 
Well, the problem we had, both of us, is actually the practice part of the piano. And then when we show up the next week, that we're supposed to stuff that we're supposed to know, we didn't know because we like half hour before the actual lesson. <laughs> so it was, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it was the teacher. I think it was us. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think in the airline industry they call that pilot error. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not really the the machinery failing you. No, no. <laughs> it, it's, but the Chinese teacher was more strict than the cool. She was American. She did like a blue. She let me do jazz and blues stuff. So that was cool. So oh, wow. it's a, it, and you know that's that's a jump. Yeah. Black keys. Uh, yeah. You know what? Curtis Mayfield tuned his guitar to the black keys on piano. What? Yeah, a lot of nice. F sharp. I think there's four F sharps, and he tuned his guitar really trippy. And uh, I like you know that. he got paralyzed, so he didn't really get to show anybody. It was one of the sad things. But uh, wow. yeah, interesting thing about that. So. Can you remember the first song you wrote, Phil? Hello. Can you? What's going on? You there, Phil? I don't hey, know. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened. Oh, there, you, oh, there we go. He's there. Okay. Your, the, the first song oh, you wrote, yeah. Philip. Do you yeah. remember that? Can you remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. First song was, I mean, it was like a period where like three of them kind of came out at the same time. But uh, it, it doesn't have a title, and I still haven't really titled it. It's just like an instrumental piano thing, kind of oh, like yeah, a I minor, remember. yeah, more, more on the minor kind of sentimental side kind of feel. Okay. But what about yeah, the fir yeah. first first tune with a title? First tune with a title. I mean, honestly, the I never really had a. I never really wrote on the piano full tunes. So the, the tunes of the title was uh, with the band, you know? Okay, so okay. So it was, yeah. Look, I'll share with you, you know, because I only wrote one fucking song before the movement. It was called... Yeah? Yeah, because that's the way the 70s was in Pedro. It was bullshit. Nobody wrote their own songs in this town. No one. The best guy was the guy who could play Black Dog the best. That was it. We didn't look at music as a, a means of expression. But I did write this one song. It was called Mr. Bass, King of Outer Space. And basically, basically, it was about the bass player blowing the rest of the band off stage with the bass solo. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously I had some uh, insecurity issues. I mean, in those days, there was a lot of hierarchy. And bass was kind of down there with drums. Correct. It was just ridiculous. There's a reason why the punk movement came, people. There's there's a reason for it. <laughs> this is yeah. some bullshit. So I'm always curious of people's early songs because I never really got turned on to that. And it seems like after the movement, a lot of people started writing songs right off the fucking bat. Like when I huh. met Greg Ginn, I think the only copy song he knew was Louie Louie. <laughs> yeah, so, it was, so I've always been interested in that. How people just picked up instruments and started playing. So that's why I didn't. I didn't mean, mean cool. to pressurize you on that, Phil. Uh, so no, no that's worries, a hard. No that's a hard question. I can't even remember. So Phil, do you remember that gig uh, with cock and balls? Uh yeah, it was a bit of a blur. I remember the house party more, which is like the other the other of the two shows, the first shows we had, which is like a house, like a birthday party thing. Yeah, I remember that more than the. Which that. was illegal illegal to do in Saudi, so that was memorable. Yeah. yeah. What the guys with the sticks come over and beat you? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> they could have, but no. No, but, but yeah. there is stuff like that, right? Guard and, uh, I've heard of stuff like that or something. 
Oh, it's real. It's okay. real. Okay. Okay. So, 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 what you guys had to play kind of soft? No. Well, no. We, we lived in compounds. It's like a walled, you know, we a community. So there's a security guard, and in the compound, it's kind of western, and you can do whatever you want. And oh, it's mostly okay. western families that work there. Okay. So, and we always had our house was actually the the jam house. Always, we had an extra room with the with the whole. You know, band setup, which is how you know we got started with everything. Ah, so you could like uh, bring in friends and shit to jam with you. Yeah, yeah. So the, our Saudi friends who didn't have couldn't play loud, and there were you know real Saudis with the white so you know get up. Yeah. And they would come over, blasting their metal with their driver, you know, their car, and they would come in and jam at our house. Okay. Yeah, because it's not normal to do that. You know, no, it's not allowed. You know what though. Look at nature. You want a good crop, you use a lot of fertilizer. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Humans with yeah. their thinking, they should get a little more in touch with nature because that shit always backfires. Blowback, yeah. right? Okay. Exactly. You know what I, you know, you know what I mean? So, it, But interesting that you guys went through that stuff. Uh, yeah. When you went to California in the motorhome, uh, mm. did you have... Was it... A tour, kind of a tour vehicle? Were you doing gigs? Yeah, it was a 79 uh, Ford Econoline with the trailer, and it was all gigs. That's, that, that was the only plan we had. It was us four in the band and our dog, and we kind of aimed for We had a friend in L.A. He was like, when you guys get here, you guys can stay over, and we can just play shows. And so the first time, we, we drove straight, without even stopping, 24 hours a day and three days. We drove all the way to, to L.A. What, 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 what town in Canada? Yeah. What town in Canada? From Ottawa. Ottawa. Ottawa, Coast. yeah, the capital. Yeah. 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 It's right the between Ontario and uh, Quebec. Yeah. Yeah. Between Toronto and Montreal, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the French town across the river is called Hull. I got to play oh, there. Yeah. yeah, I played with a band called Porcelain Forehead. But oh, anyway, so what I you guys played, do, yeah, you, you drove straight to LA with no gigs. That's a hell yeah. ride. Oh. But and you, then, the, and then the next year and a half, we lived in the van and just played shows in Southern California area, and you up went, and down the coast, like an I five tour. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. We went once up to Seattle and back. Okay, but then the rest was just this whole area. And then you went back to Canada and you did it again. Yep. Yeah, For, yeah. We, we did Europe six months, uh, and then came back. Right. Yeah, that's when we had a listus. We came back and we made, made a listus. A listus. Actually, okay. so in the year and a half is when we built a listus at the end of it. You're talking then, about you're talking about that pad that was on Olympic Boulevard. Yeah, yeah, the one that you came and played the the Halloween show. The Halloween that was show. Cool. We had to crawl between the windows. <laughs> <laughs> and we had them weird masks. From, yeah, yeah. From uh, nobody knew who who you were. Right. Well, it's Halloween. You're supposed to wear a fucking costume, right? That, yeah, that was my exactly. favorite show. You know, I tell yeah. you, Halloween is one of my favorite holidays because it's the one day all year that we admit that we wear costumes. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so even though it's tough to play because you can't see your fucking fingers, you can't see where the fucking mic is. I still do it. It's kind of like a sacrifice. You got you guys killed it that night. Worth it. Yeah, the whole the whole concert's online. I put it up. So 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 Alistus comes out of that journey. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's intense. It was our big. It's a bigger version of our van, basically, is what it was. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And you know, in 2014, they stopped making 40 Kano lines. They did. Yeah. Yeah, that was sad. That was sad. Yeah. I got a 2005. I'm gonna try, you know, till the wheels fall off. Oh, of nice. course. Yeah, you know. You yeah, know. we got a we got another one since then. It was it's a 2002. Yeah. No, it was a 98 or something diesel. And then now we got a school bus that's got a front Econoline front. Oh yeah, so yeah. E450. Yeah, the four fifty. Yeah, big ones. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's great. I still think they make that part where you can hook on another kind of back end. But the, the oh, vans cool. are yeah. Now it's called a transit. Oh yeah, right. those are they're kind of skinny, honestly. But right, right. Now I don't know about cross country little V six. Anyway, yeah. we're at the end of the first hour, August 29, twenty twenty. Special guest Phil and Freddie. Hold tight for hour two. August Mike 29, 2020, it's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
couldn't bring ourselves to imagine the worst.
European He surveyed the damage. What cities were unrecognizable? So much destruction. And so much death. Some warned us, but we wouldn't We wouldn't believe it, and we couldn't believe it was possible. We couldn't bring ourselves to imagine the worst. And so it happened.
Shining bright Really makes you think It's a tragically 
beautiful thing those were the days remember when we used to sit around together remember when you used to hold my hand remember when we used to sing and dance forever those were the days Remember when we used to sit around together Remember when you used to hold my hand Remember when we used to sing and dance forever Those were the days As the earth heals her wounds Do we learn new ways of all you hear them say it's a tragically beautiful thing those were the days remember when we used to sit around together remember when you used to hold my hand Remember when we used to sing and dance forever Those were the days It's a tragically beautiful thing Those were the days It's a tragically beautiful thing those were the days It's a tragically beautiful thing Those were the days Watch the Pedro Show. Hey, we started the second hour off with Mohawk from the Hodge. After that, Sam Bennett out of Tokyo with Jacaranda. We got a bunch of Jacaranda trees in uh, Pedro. In March, they turned purple. I think they're from South Africa originally. Uh, after that, B uh, Betty Levette, the Blackbird, brand new from Verve. They, they flowed that to me. D David Gerard out of Massachusetts. But I think he recorded this upstate New York. Uh, reprise from his, uh, speaking of ambient, that's what he calls that whole style of music he does. Chrome uh, with Helios. I heard he's got some medical stuff, so everybody give good thoughts for Helios with anything. Reckless Eric and Amy uh, Rigby out of upstate New York. I think they call it Hudson, right? Uh, uh, vote that fucker out. And then Simple Days from the Hodge. So, yeah, tell me about the Hodge. Because we get, we get up to Olistus. Yep. Is the Hodge somewhere around that time? N no. It was after after the studio. When you guys uh, go, to, uh, when, when you go to Orange County? Uh, we started it in Boyle Heights. Basically, after... Being in LA for so long, Alex 
uh, met a beautiful lady and has a beautiful family now. So, and uh, Who, who's Alex? You know, who's Alex? Alex was our the guitarist in Klepto. Okay. And so Nick was the other was the band up to there. Was the up to there? And then people settled down, and and so we, my brother and I, just want to keep playing shows. So we uh, started the Hajj, just a two piece. Okay, so the Klepto's over. Yeah, it's on like a like a big Our pause. First show is yeah, the we'll see. Big whiskey. Major, major hiatus. Okay, but we you don't know, know what's going on right now. On the on the Skype here, I see Phil's name is Phil Klepto. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, yeah. So the band is gone, but the name lives on. The name will always live on. Okay, and so will all of us. So you guys are in Boyle Heights. Klepto breaks up. You guys start a two-man band, brother band, called the Hodge. Uh, when yeah. do you guys get over to the Doll Hut? Uh, well, we've I mean, always played there. Yeah, it was always a spot because when we lived, when we did the year and a half California thing, it was like, oh, we got to play another show, Doll Hut. You know, it was up and down the freeway. It was perfect. Okay. Um, and then, so when we were, oh, after Olistis, we wanted to get another space, like a studio space, like a, something bigger with lockouts. Yeah. And then it ended up, you know, the, the doll hut had a warehouse next to it that was open. That's and, right. And, you know, we, opened, we did that. I should, tell I, people, I should tell people because the doll hut goes way back to the days of the roadhouse where they didn't want rock yeah. and roll in the town. So it was out in the industrial area. Yeah. This, yeah. this baby goes back. That, so, that, building, that building has a lot to say. The walls have, you know, if they could speak. As they say, <laughs> and you guys made a practice pad out of it, right? It's got uh, different studios and practice pads. Yeah, I do have a disclaimer: yeah, we, uh, we're we, we're not called Orange County Sound Studios, but it's still there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right next to it. Disclaimer: Just a disclaimer. The name is gone, but the prac pad lives on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, the Sound huh? Studios. Yeah. yeah, it's the other <laughs> way around, right? I want to play Refugee here, okay? Sometimes I visit you In the pictures But it's just a dream I leave my voice behind I speak of you I can hear you sing Hiding in the shadows Of a foreign land Seeking the freedom that was lost A veiled martyr by humanity's mistakes Missing the love of a family love We are all from the sacred land
Martley Pool, born and bred, strong in the arms and gone in the head. And that's the way you say it. Martley Pool's the best
Watch for Pedro Show. Uh, that was Refugee from the Hodge starting off that music. Jim McHugh after that with Hello Crew World. Uh, Lewis Cole after that with Thankin. Flying Vipers, brand new. Flight of the Gorgon. Uh, Gorgons can turn you to stone if you look at them, people. So use your shield to get the reflection. You know. <laughs> just, just a tip. It's a, a tour tip. That's a little tour tip. Yeah. Then, then the born shine shits, it up, shine it up, shine it up. Born shitsters <laughs> after that out of uh, Fuka, Fukuoka, two minutes back in Hartlepool. It's got to be so. Oh yeah, there's a guy in that band from England, so that's probably where that's from. Uh, the Redneck Manifesto out of Ireland with Hex, and finally, Lies from the Hodge. So tell me about the, like this record. Were these recordings done? At the pad? Yes. Yeah, the studio, the new studio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh... uh the, la- the, that- the last, the two, uh, the uh, Refugee and, um, Simple Days Simple were the Days. last ones we did, like, quarantine time. They're more acoustic versions, right, but it's right. been, it's it's been that kind of feel, so... <laughs> right, We right. do what we feel. So that's more recent, but other stuff like, uh, Cypress Sun, that's a little... Before... Yeah, we... Yeah. That was our first album from the studio. Yeah, sure. Okay, okay. And uh, that's, you also played that for the uh, CD release. That, that one, yeah. That's that was right. Yeah, the one you played at. That's right. Played outside on the stage. Uh, yeah, that was fun. So, so I, I'm wondering about the process. Like, you guys write the. Do you make demos? Yeah, we actually. I was thinking about our process more recently. We uh, we just jam with a. Uh, I put a recorder on or or my iPhone, and we record all our all our jams and new songs and then we listen to them and then we play them again and we can like just keep jamming them until the song comes out that's been our main process is pre-recording stuff and listening and if we like it we put it on a, on a different folder and we we kind of make the album like that and then we then we finish the songs and write the lyrics now you guys don't you, you it's self-produced so you guys decide you don't you don't bring it, in another dude right you know what? We've never had a producer until this album, and we asked Rick Agnew to do it, and he oh. said yes. Rick Agnew. Now, people, yeah, it was, I should tell the yeah, listeners was, about Rick Agnew. Rick Agnew goes yeah, way, way back in the movement. This guy was in the fucking adolescence. Uh, Fuck yeah. In fact, his brother was the other guitar man, and uh, he's got a buttload of experience. He's quite a musician. So Some good uh, solo recordings, too. He's had his own Rick Agnew bands and stuff like this. Yeah, the so, Christian Christian death stuff too. Right, right. He was times. involved with that. What what what's it like working with Rick? You know, he is the coolest person to work with. Where we 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 all three of us vibe in such a way that we it's like we've known each other all our lives. It's been pretty cool, and we've toured with him a lot too. So uh, we've we've we have a really close connection. And sometimes we'll say like we'll hear a part. And we'll say what that part needs, and we'll both, we'll all three say it at the same time. Whoa! So it, it yeah. was it was very smooth. And how'd you meet him? Uh, we we met him while playing uh, during the Klepto days, uh, shows here and there, and then we really we really uh, bonded when we started touring together, the Hodge and and Radolescence. That that was like a big thing. And then I started playing bass for Radolescence on tour too. So. Uh, when Dan can't make it, I play bass. So we we just met through the scene. Oh, we met him at the Liquid Kitty in LA oh, yeah. when we played the Rick Agnew band. Rick Correct. Agnew band. Dave Correct. Childs. Dave Childs. Yeah, Lawndale guy. 
That was, that was it was awesome. right next to a club in the old days called Club Eighty Eight. Huh. Always had oh. a real strong piss smell. And and the fuck thing about it was they had a, they had an age limit. So huh. in the early days of the movement, yeah, you had to be twenty one. I, re- I remember. Uh, I mean, we didn't have a problem, but it was kind of fu- fucked up that way. Uh, in fact, huh. there's rumors about decline in Western civilization. Where yeah. the cr- ex- actually taped at Club Eighty Eight, but they used the crowd scenes from the Fleetwood. What I know. Huh. Wow. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. Yeah, it's photo, all Photoshop these days. Yeah. <laughs> but even those days, right? We're talking early 80s. Uh, That's crazy. But Okay, so you guys met him at, at, at Dave Childs. You know that place, Dave had to close it because they wouldn't... The, the owner died and one of the kids wouldn't go with the lease. Oh, oh no. Fucked up. Man. Fucked up. That's hard to park, keeping the thing going, you know. You know, Especially and he was he was doing some uh because he did the it was probably a punk rock barbecue thing, right? Yes, it, yeah, it yeah, was hot yeah, dogs. Yeah, I remember that. Okay, he still does that at a, well, he did until this COVID nineteen, but uh, yeah. somewhere in, in Santa Monica, called, photos took us there. It's called Harvell's. Okay. okay, but I really miss the Liquid Kitty. Okay, so so <laughs> just meeting Rick, he was just all in. It was yeah from the start. Yeah. It yeah it was, uh, you know Whoa. you know what the the cool thing was was like he he listens to people like when we go to shows and then you talk to Rick like he'll like he gives people the time of day you know sometimes he's tired and all that but most of the time he's he, he he's he's a rock star and he's talking to me when I'm nobody and it and it was it's just yeah it just right away he just said yes and it was awesome. And then you guys, what, made this side project, uh, Clunker? Yeah, Clunker yeah, started, man. Rick started that. He he asked us to do it, and we're like, hell yeah. And it's basically improv punk rock. We make up the songs uh, on stage, and we, we do 10 to 20-minute sets. That's it. Whoa. Kind of yeah. like the dwarves, but improv. Yeah. It was, yeah, it's great. Because improv is a huge thing for us in general. Like music improv, we did... Uh, just whatever you you know, whatever comes out it doesn't have to be a chord or anything, you know. Especially on the piano too, and a punk rock version of it is like you know epitome of everything that we've been doing. So it's kind of it's, it's been great, it's my favorite. Yeah, most happening. I like when things collide. We're at the yeah, end yeah. of the second hour, August 29, twenty twenty. This is Pedro Show special guest Phil, Freddie, Old Tie Fire Three. August 29, 2020, it's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
can't do it. Charlie, I can't do it. I'm doing it anyway. Charlie, I can't do it.
show we start off the third hour with Welcome to Death from the Hodge. After that, Crane and uh, Veronica with Gratitude, Wasted Space, Nameless and Unsigned, uh, Pussycat and the Dirty Giants inside England were doing it. You know, friends of the Cutthroat Brothers. Uh, Chris Chappelle's Distortion Pedal with 9 to 10, 
or 48. I think this is a guy and his son. So his daddy was probably into Chicago. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and mold open out of Baltimore with uh, classical, classical gasp. Nice. Oh, no. Nice, man. That's a good one. Do you remember that song? Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. Jazz band all day. Shit, you guys know, because that goes back. That's before your time a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, and then Dying World from The Hodge. So, you know, these two songs about dying. That was a coincidence. You put them back to back. Yeah, well, I was feeling a kind of a theme. <laughs> yeah. So when you when you get into writing, you know, we, we talked a little bit about the process, but you didn't talk about the word part. Do words come last? So, most of the time. Philip, go ahead. You can answer this. Yeah, I mean, in general, I think the word lately has been like last, kind of almost sometimes got to make a make. I mean, we a new verse and we do it while we're recording, but other times it's like fully ready. It just you know, um, it depends. But we usually have a theme and an idea we want to say, you know, a message, and then we fill in the lyrics that way. I'm kind of like that. In the way I I implement that is I always start with a title. And like nobody, oh, okay, I, yeah. Hardly anybody I talk to on the show. We've done that. The titles are almost always last. It's like the bass parts. <laughs> but I like to start with bass parts, and I like to start with titles. <laughs> Even if I, I think give uh, it a Casey, fucking number. Casey does that. Casey Royer, he's told me that too. He does that. Oh, the drummer man. Yeah. 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 yeah Di right. Di. Yeah. 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 I got to see him last summer in England. I helped flip oh, her out. Yeah. I helped flip her out with a tour and uh, got to talk with Casey on a little a little spiel. And it, it was in Blackpool. Nice. Oh, cool! Oh, cool. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah a, like a vacation town from the old days in England. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, yeah, it was interesting. And it was good to see Casey because it'd been a, f- a few years, and he was he's yeah. in good health. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, he, he's awesome. He's an, another brother that's that's always there for us. It's awesome. Connected, connected. Oh, really? So you've collaborated oh, yeah. with him? Uh, yeah, I mean, we toured with him with Radolescence because he plays drums in Radolescence. Well, I know he was from the original days. Yeah, yeah, but he's still playing for the Rats. Radolescence, he's the that's one playing right, the, the one Rads, playing drums. That's right, the Rats, that's it. They do the Blue, the Blue Album. Rads, right, the Blue Album. Uh, f- produced by the other Mike Patton, the Mike Patton I know. Cool. Okay. Right? Yeah, he was the bass yeah. player for the middle class. He's not the singer uh, for uh, Faith No More. Oh, the, the, the names are spelled the same, but they're different dudes. Huh? <laughs> Mike Patton, the Blue that Album, Mike Album, uh, was also with uh, Eddie in the subtitles. Oh, yeah. we played with yeah, we Eddie, we, we played Eddie with them in Reno. Okay, in the with old Rat, yeah. in, in the old days, Eddie was the old dude of the Orange County scene. Right. He was the yeah. He Actually, let me tell you a story about Eddie. We we met up about I think it was last year or the year before in Reno and yeah. they hadn't seen each other in so long, Rick and Casey and John and all them. John yeah. O'Donovan. Yeah. And uh he says goodbye to us and all that. He walks out of the club and uh falls on his head and splits his head open. Blood everywhere. Oh fuck. That was scary. It, it was crazy. But he went got an Uber and went home. <laughs> With the head split open. Oh, it was bad, yeah. dude. Blood yeah, was everywhere. Man, Ronnie, one time Ron Ashton told me about Ig hitting his head on a Coke machine. And that oh, happened. Shit. And they used uh, gaffer tape to 
Put it back <laughs> and do the gig. <laughs> Good old tape. That's right. Saves everything. I'm going to play last act, guys.
Oh, my God.
Show the last music for this edition, last act from the hat. Yep. Then we had <laughs> Joy from Saito Koji, 
Then Damon Smith, uh, Bertram Turetsky, Damon Smith was on the last episode. Uh, he's a uh, avant-garde stand-up bass player. And with uh, nice. South Bright, something live. And then uh, A.B. Normal, that's Brother Phil up in uh, Mammoth. Radio Gaga, his kind of little interpretation of that, uh, I guess it was Freddie Mercury, right? Queen. And right. is not dead yet. The 110 beats per minute mix. Not to be confused with the 111 beats per <laughs> and finally, the Hodge by the Hodge. Yeah. Right, right. All right. Now, what's, what's you guys just, well, first, I know what your immediate plan is. Freddie's got to get that fucking child truck to North Carolina. What town in North Carolina? Uh, south, right, uh, south uh, Fort Carolina. Mill, South Carolina. Okay, okay. So you don't have to go all the way to the coast. No, I just go there and fly back. Okay, and fly back. For more days. So, 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 uh, so you got to do that safe. But when you get back, what's the next plan for the Hodge? Uh, we need to finish uh, two albums and music videos and uh, plan the tours for 2021. Along with, uh, we're trying to raise money for uh, Beirut right now. So we're uh, oh, we yeah. lost our, our our store because we're half Lebanese and and you know it, you're talking about that Beirut, ex- that explosion that in the port, right? Yeah, it was yeah, it, yeah. It, it destroyed ninety percent of the city right now. So yeah, yeah terrible. It's pretty. It's it's really bad. So we we launched our store on uh, the Hodge Music, and we're trying to promote that. And half our profits will go to Beirut. Yeah. Uh, so we're trying to promote that and uh, keep the studio going and make it through these COVID days. Well, well, Freddie, Phil, where can people find yeah. you on the internet? The Hodge Music.com. Music. Okay, we, we got to spell that, people. T H E H A J J M U S I C dot com. Yep. And, and there'll be yep. information there how you can help with this uh, rebuild in Beirut. Yeah, we've got the, our, our store right there. You click on it, and then we, you know, have to, uh, the, we're going to put the proceeds. I'm going to send it to a trusted source, not the government. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, I was yeah. reading about that, a lot of corrupt. But uh, it's bad. You know yeah. what? The, you know. Yeah, but there's a lot of that everywhere, Phil. Believe me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the yeah, Lebanese. Yeah, the example, I don't think the Lebanese have the mono- monopoly on it. They don't have the monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but Freddie said something interesting. He said two albums. Yeah, I want to. Uh, now that we're not touring, I want to have two albums done, and we both agree on that. Like, yeah. so that we can uh, just kind of either release them both or. Or release one, give buy some time, and release another one. So just more material, because right now that's if we want to make it as independent musicians, we need to release things. We need to you need more material, and that's that's how you can make it right now, especially with the internet. Now, what you're thinking? Two records are they going to be different from each other? Uh, you know, we talked about a few things. We talked about doing an instrumental album. Yeah. No vocals. When we talked about. Uh, another album, just uh, uh, thrash punk album, and then uh, just a few different ideas like that. So we're we're still in the process of, yeah. of, of getting it's, that done. It's basically the style thing because we we go all over the place. So we kind of want to like hone down the styles together. So we're thinking one would be more like the acousticy kind of feel, those kinds of songs, feel good stuff, and then the other one would be the heavier side of us, you know. So that's kind of the plan. Okay, and is Rick Agnew involved? We haven't asked him yet, but if 
if you're listening, Rick, I was going to call you, but my blood jumped the gun. <laughs> and you guys, you plan to record it there in Anaheim, right? Yeah, yeah and we're going to reduce. We're, we're also going to record Clunk, Clunker. We'll be recording it in, in, in uh, the studio as well. That's one good thing about having your own pad, right? There's no pressure. Yeah, no pressure, yeah, Andy. I mean, Go ahead. Yeah, there's no pressure, but then it's, everything takes forever. That's the bad side. <laughs> okay, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. You know, why does a dog lick his balls? Because he can. <laughs> right. So exactly. Sometimes the restriction thing kind of, uh, like, enforces more focus, right? Yeah. Correct. The, the, the only thing is, we all, all we knew is DIY. We always, with klepto times, we start recording everything ourselves from the beginning. So but that's it's, great. It's, it's, it's what we know. Yeah, that's great, though. I think that's a fucking hat. You learn by doing. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Phil, Freddie, exactly. it's been a big honor to have you on the show. In a way, you guys uh, are like, our honor. you're part of the same uh, tradition you know, me, Georgie, and Dee Boone and Minutemen are from. We, we grew up in Saudi and Cyprus. We never really got punk rock. It wasn't allowed, or it was just not there. And then we moved to North America. We made it to California. And instead of, like, knowing about you as a legend or, or, or Rick Agnew as a legend uh, through, like, listening to music, I got to meet you first before I knew who you were, before I knew punk rock. Oh, you're most kind. Both you guys, big love, okay? Hey, love you, man. Thank you. Appreciate right. it. It's been, uh, people, it's been August 29, 2020 edition of Wap Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.